Hello and welcome again to the Bioprocess Insider Expression System, the podcast that takes you on a journey upstream and downstream to delve deeper into the world of biomanufacturing. I'm your host, Dan Stanton, and as ever, you can get hold of me via my email, dan.stanton at informa.com, or via my news site, Bioprocess Insider. For this episode of the podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by Vincenza Pironti, the global SME of sterile's at Fermo Fisher Scientific. Now, this discussion was actually recorded for Bio Europe Spring, an EBD group virtual event which took place on the week of March the 8th. But the topic and the conversation seem prime to reproduce here for those of you who didn't attend or just prefer to hear my dulcet tones rather than see my ever-aging face. I've been covering news in the biologics and vaccine space for the best part of a decade. And while this has always been a niche part of the wider biopharmaceutical industry, the COVID-19 pandemic has placed the importance of manufacturing front and centre, not just in the trade press, but in the mainstream media as well. However, the multiple processes involved in making vaccines and biologics still kind of get lumped together under a general banner of manufacturing. But this conversation focuses specifically on aseptic production, sometimes known as drug product manufacturing, or indeed fill and finish. So um, let's get started. So Vincenza, I'm going to start with a question that may seem quite basic, but I think it's probably quite important to um, explain this to some of those who are listening or watching this um, uh, who may not be quite aware. Um, what exactly is fill and finish? So fill and finish process typically is the last stage before the commercialization of a product. Typically, we receive a drug substance in powder on in bulk, the, uh, in bulk solution. And then the last part of uh, uh, the preparation of a product to be commercialized is just the fill and finish service. This means that basically the drug substance can be solubilized in water for injection or other oily solution in case of poor soluble drug, uh, or eventually in case of monoclonal antibody or the other biological products, we receive a bulk drug substance freezed and then uh, we have to tow the drug substance, dilute at proper concentration, and fill the drug substance in the final container, which could be vial as liquid, in frozen or at room temperature, uh, lyophilized vials, which means that we will fill the solution and that we will apply the freeze drying step, or otherwise the prefilled syringes. Specifically, prefilled syringes uh, are the best option when a subcutaneous drug uh, needs to be administered subcutaneously clearly uh, and uh, should be administered directly by the patient because typically this is the most uh, favorite container from self-administration from the patient. So, I mean, it's uh, it's quite obviously um, a, a fairly complicated um, step in the manufacturing process. 
um, and also um, fairly complex. So, um, I mean, excitement in the wider industry usually focuses on active ingredients and new modalities, and therefore the drug substance manufacturing is often overshadowing the fill finish part of the process. But why is it um, drug makers and vaccine makers, um, why is it that they should not overlook this step in the um, supply chain? Yes, typically this is one of the most critical part as uh, the fill and finish clearly preserve the product from microbial contamination, specifically for the injectable, I, I mean. Uh, so typically uh, quite expensive drug substances, as the case of biologics, proteins in the case of vaccine and also RNA needs to be preserved by potential degradation uh, and so uh, typically some critical parameters such as the time outside the refrigerator, the overall holding time of the process needs to be monitored in order to prevent uh, drug substance from degradation. And also we should keep in mind that only putting a, a product in a container suitable for administration, then we will have a product on the market. So uh, typically even this step is sometimes not uh, accurately taken into consideration, but at the end is the final step that allow the product to be on the market. So yeah, well, I suppose once a manufacturer has made the drug substance and uh, produce it in such that an intricate way, um, failing on the final step would not be a good idea. Um, Vincenza, I'm going to ask you how the COVID-19 pandemic has highlighted um, for both the industry and, and the layman uh, the necessity of having a robust aseptic manufacturing network attached to a product. Absolutely. When the request of a product is uh, worldwide, so for millions of units, it is really important to have in mind that the final uh, fill and finish services provider should have multiple lines with uh, comparable uh, characteristics and properties in order to secure the manufacturing for billion of units in the case of vaccination uh, quickly. And um, even uh, the other part that needs to take into account is the logistics. So it is important to have uh, specifically CDMO able to offer integrated services, not only related to fill and finish, but also for packaging and distribution. As the case of vaccination, where the product is pretty sensitive to temperature, so it is important to prevent, you know, the excursion from temperature point of view. Uh, it is important to stick with the validated timeline, uh, which allow the product to not degrade. So it is really important to consider uh, services provider that can offer high level of quality. Uh, specifically on uh, different sites and, if possible, in different regions of the world. So it is important to have uh, uh, sites located uh, in Europe, in North America, in Asia, in order uh, to make easier the logistic uh, and also to easily control the full chain of distribution of the products. 
So have, having that global network is is really crucial here. Do you think um, drug and vaccine makers were caught off guard by the sudden surge in need for aseptic manufacturing that the pandemic brought? Yes, clearly uh, the rapid request of a high number of units uh, has put in discussion how the logistic needs to be reevaluated. So it is important to have possibly uh, lines uh, with comparable uh, uh, characteristic as mentioned before. This means that technology transfer could be easy quickly without uh, uh, making too much efforts from the risk point of view, as basically the line are the same. Uh, and it is important to start in advance the procurement of primary packaging components, but also single-use components, which are essential in the vaccine fill and finish service. So it is really important to uh, think in advance which are the real requirement to have a product on the market. Uh, specifically for a septic product, I'm uh, typically considering the glass container and uh, elastomeric components of the final products. Typically, the products for vaccine are presented in vials. In the case of uh, this COVID pandemic situation, uh, the choice uh, was uh, focused on glass vials container for multi-dosage uh, final products. This means that in one vial, you will find more than one dose, typically five or 10 doses. This is really important because this allows us to uh, preserve the drug substance from wasting. So it is possible with just one uh, vials to uh, provide more than one dose and do not leave in the vial not used drug substance, which is in this period is really something uh, to be avoided. Um, when pre-pandemic or hopefully post-pandemic once coronavirus finally becomes a long distant memory, uh, drug companies and vaccine developers um, would have plenty of time to develop strategies for their manufacturing and secure capacity for fill and finish. Um, with COVID-19, has there been a sense of pragmatism at all? I mean, you, you talk about um, the, the glass vial filling um, and several doses. Is, is that an example of pragmatism um, between um, end users and third parties like yourselves? And are there any other examples of where pragmatism may have come into play during the pandemic? Yes, absolutely. Uh, clearly, uh, the planning during pandemic uh, has been reinvented, fully reinvented, because most of, of the activities have been done at risk. This means that um, typically pre-pandemic, uh, a, a typical planning was uh, sequential. So at the end of each stage, there was some discussion about how to proceed. In this situation where clearly there was not the possibility uh, to, to, to wait uh, the outcome of a specific trial, then all the activity have been developed in parallel, taking uh, multiple risks. And even from development point of view, if you look uh, 
to the final presentation of the vaccine, we are thinking uh, and seeing specifically liquid vials, which can be frozen or stored at um, cold temperature. Uh, in general, before pandemic, uh, the situation was pretty different as uh, the, the formulation development was focused to define uh, product in LIO. Uh, and uh, clearly, lyophilization cycle development takes a long time, uh, not uh, compatible with the uh, urgency situation that we are experiencing now. So, um, yes. Something has changed because uh, clearly now more of the activity are done at risk, uh, developing on multiple lines, uh, uh, the same process, trying uh, uh, to make as similar as possible uh, the filling, uh, even in different sites. So only when uh, a robust technology transfer process is in place, clearly this is possible. Otherwise, uh, uh, there is, uh, uh, together with the, you know, challenge linked to the product, uh, there should be also challenge uh, linked to the services itself. Um, Vincenzo, I think it's probably um, a good point to bring in Fermo Fisher specifically here. Now, Fermo Fisher Scientific as uh, a huge life sciences services firm covering um, all areas of the industry. But can you give us a quick rundown on what capabilities Fermo Fisher has uh, within the fill and finish, uh, within the aseptic manufacturing space? Absolutely. Thank you for asking me. Uh, basically, Thermo Fisher can offer services for uh, fill and finish for a septic product. Uh, we have uh, multiple sites uh, in Europe. Uh, we have also a big site in North Carolina, US. And now we are going to expand our capabilities by adding two new sites in Asia, one in China, in Hangzhou province, and the other one in Singapore. Uh, so uh, the situation now is that we are increasing our offer by adding a new 15 lines uh, in our plants. Uh, specifically, uh, in Monza, we have the possibility to fill liquid vials, lyophilized vials, but also prefilled syringes and cartridges. Uh, and we are adding uh, uh, three new lines in Monza, which is a town close to Milan. And we are adding even new lines in Ferentino, which is also a small town close to Rome. Both of the plants clearly are close to the airport, trying to make easier the logistic. <laughs> uh, the same in Greenville, we are trying to expand our offer by adding new line. Specifically in Greenville, thanks to uh, an agreement done with the US government and BARDA program, we are installing two new lines even to fill viral vector vaccine. Viral vector clearly came up uh, during this pandemic period, as most of the vaccine are based on this kind of technology. Together with that, we are adding even new lines since Windon UK, just to have uh, other uh, potential offers, even in UK, with two new lines, always based on liquid and lyophilized vials. Uh, last but not least, uh, thanks to uh, some collaboration uh, we had in Asia, 
We are adding capacity both in Singapore, even for viral vector services of fill and finish. So even in this case, we could handle viral vector vaccine. And uh, thanks to a collaboration with Innoforce, we are implementing our offer even in China. Uh, most of uh, the lines that we are building um, are based on the uh, stringent uh, guidelines reported uh, in the update of the Annex 1. This means that all the new lines will be based on isolator technology, uh, which are aimed to prevent any potential microbial contamination of the product because the isolator line are intrinsically linked to avoid the human intervention during the aseptic manufacturing. This is really important because clearly this can prevent the failure of a batch. Uh, I was going to say safety um, is obviously um, um, critical when it comes to fill finish because um, <laughs> you do not want contamination ruining a batch of um, a vaccine or biologic that, that potentially wastes however many uh, million, how many millions of dollars and however many doses. Um, just uh, to pick you up on those expansions, um, are they all off the back of COVID-19 or um, were these sort of expansions in the works before the pandemic came? along? Uh, most of the expansion are linked to a program which is already in place in Thermo Fisher, as the line have been acquired before the pandemic outbreak. <laughs> uh, so clearly, uh, then some of other investment came uh, due to the pandemic, trying to, to cover the demand. Uh, but um, uh, this kind of increase of offer of the offer is linked to the plan uh, uh, in order to expand our possibility to offer more capacity to our customer in order to cover the increasing demand for sterile capabilities, specifically in the aseptic environment, not only for vials, but also for prefilled syringes. It is important to highlight here that most of the product and even the vaccine that we are looking now in vials in the case they will be stable even at two to eight temperature, then typically the product could be switched at syringes because the syringe is the most easy, I would say, <laughs> uh, presentation for patient because clearly it can be self-administered by the patient. So um, I, I think what you're saying there is um, that um, these investments will support carry on supporting COVID-19 projects, but they they were um, essentially um, planned before the pandemic came along. Um, so I guess this makes my next question slightly redundant, but is there any risk that um, Fermo Fisher may find itself with too much capacity on its hands in a few years' time once the, uh, the pandemic subsides and the need for um, billions of doses of vaccine go away? No, if you look to the, to the statistic about the new product, uh, basically we are looking to an increasing demand for injectable products, specifically linked to the fact that most of the new products are based on biologic compound to be administered or subcutaneously or intravenously. Uh, so, no, I don't think that the capacity will be empty even in the future and even after the pandemic outbreak. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> um, Vincenzo, you, you, you spoke about the you know, Fermo Fishers Network and the global expansions. Um, I think that's probably testament to what you were saying earlier about having uh, for end users having access to a global network. Um, is that a um, key benefit for a vaccine or a biologic maker in teaming up with a CDMO like yourself? And um, really, it's, is that what they're looking for, having the same quality standards and the same uh, technologies in place um, in various locations? I think that the lesson learned during this pandemic is that it is important to have a multiple sites able to fill with the same standard of quality a product. This because the initial forecast or whichever will be the product is always something under doubt. And when an increase in demand will happen suddenly, uh, then uh, typically it is difficult to react. It is important to be prepared in advance. And to do that, it is important to have potentially multiple lines to be used and having already in place uh, a strategy linked to a backup plan and a backup site where uh, uh, cover the increasing demand of, uh, of the product. Uh, and the important aspect here is that clearly being part of a network, the same quality standard have been applied as the same procedure for technology transfer. So once this uh, uh, requirement are satisfied in one of the sites, then they can be easily transferred to the other site without wasting all time, which is important in the pharmaceutical market as all the others. Definitely speed and quality to, to uh, key attributes there. Um, Vincenzo, I'm guessing, um, I, I mean, you are a CDMO or Fermo Fisher is a CDMO in this aspect, but um, while outsourcing is such a, um, it, it's, it's such a norm across all functions within uh, the pharma industry, um, there's no, um, you're not seeing end users trying to fill finish themselves particularly, are you? Or are some of the, some of the bigger companies doing this in-house? Is it, or, what I'm trying to say is, is it, it, is the use of third parties like yourself the norm uh, when it comes to fill finish? Uh, yes, yes and no. In the sense that uh, clearly, um, um, there is a, a high request for CDMO fill and finish services because. Uh, uh, typically, when a product is developed, then uh, it is difficult to, to scale up and having a commercial scale covered in the same site. And uh, typically, uh, the big multinationals are more focused in the first development phases, but then the preference is to... Um, uh, to source uh, a, an external CDMO where the product is filled uh, in the aseptic environment. Uh, so this is the, the typical way the multinational play. On the other hand, what I would like to highlight is the fact that Thermo Fisher have, uh, um, has uh, uh, as customer not only big multinational, but also small companies 
where clearly there is no possibility even to start with <laughs> the small batches. And in that case, Thermo Fisher is uh, a valuable partner as clearly uh, it is possible to leverage on the experience acquired during the last 20 years, specifically on biologics. And uh, clearly Thermo Fisher could help in having the product uh, in a quick way uh, on the market or in the clinic. There are many programs specifically for Thermo Fisher. We have two programs. One is to quick to clinic and the other one is quick to care, which is aimed to, to put the product on the market with integrated services, starting from the drug substance uh, till the drug product uh, uh, distribution and commercialization. And I guess that really showcases Fermo Fisher's um, four end-to-end services within the um, uh, biopharmaceutical um, uh, third-party space. Um, Vincenza Pironti, I think that's probably a good place to end it. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and um, thank you very much for enlightening enlightening us all about um, <laughs> fill and finish and uh, how the industry is coping with the pandemic. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening. Until next time, goodbye and stay safe.